Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello! Welcome to episode two of season five. Six. Six of the worst idea of all time. How many <laughs> times do you think you'll make that mistake? Um, only time will tell, to be honest. It's great to be here in the basement. In the basement. Uh, we're under Tim's house. Uh, Not my house for long. No, that's moving right. soon. Under bought uh, a house, everyone. Big news. Big boy, Timbo's moving out. He's moving on up. It only took me till the age of thirty-five to own a home, but soon you're gonna goal own, soon, soon you realise you're gonna own several. <laughs> <laughs> you, no. you won't stop until you're known as Tim Zillow Bat. <laughs> oh no! I it started. It's begun. We have just enjoyed. The cinematic offerings of Justin Lin and the Fast and the Furious family. We're F9. talking your Vin Diesels. We're talking your Michelle Rodriguez. We're talking whoever plays Han. We're talking Ludacris. Keep going. Who else you got? We are discussing Charlize Theron. Yeah. We are enjoying the talents of John Cena. We're talking Bow Wow. We're talking Little Helen. One, not big. Well, he's dropped. oh no, sorry, he's he's bow wow. He I dropped think. the little. He actually uh, he's credited on IMDb as Shad Moss. Shad, yeah, it's like a shitty version of Chad. Don't say that. Why? Is he listening? Uh, who knows, man? No, uh, it's, look, it's fun to be kind. We're talking. Dang it! I had it and I lost it. Oh no! Well, we plays Roman. Yeah, Tyrese Gibson, and we're talking um Vinny Bennett. And Vinny Bennett. Aha, Vinnie Bennett. We're also talking plot points. We're talking action. We're talking baseball. New York to San Diego. It's um. I only know that song from the Simpsons episode. Do you know what they're parroting on that ep? That song. But is it like from a movie? Because usually the Simpsons are riffing on a a flick. Possibly. 
I would guess old. Field of Dreams is a famous baseball movie, but when did that come out? Is that oh. old enough? Yeah, it came out at a little known time called Mind Your Own Beeswax. <laughs> oh, he's got me. You. you. We've seen this movie for the second time, mm. and you are circling it. You're doing <laughs> everything you can to talk about literally anything else that come has on. been created in pop culture. Shut the hell up. Hey, we've, been, we've been on for like two minutes. Yeah. Let me circle around a little bit. No. Let me, let me fly with one broken wing. No, let's rip the scab off it and talk a little about F9. Okay. Seven screenings remain. Yes. Two in the can. Yes. How are you feeling? Uh, uh, I feel okay at the moment, but I do feel very grim about the prospect of having to watch this another seven times. Seven's a lot. That's another 14 plus hours of just this movie. Yeah, when you do, when you strip it back to raw data, it is a lot. And mm. But, you know, it's interesting because it gives and takes. It's a movie that has put everything it can into itself. The yep. action sequences are jam-packed blockbuster spectaculars. Mm-hmm. The emotional gravitas is sorely lacking throughout the entirety of the film. Yeah. The clarity of relationships between characters, who's dating who, who's related to who, Whose kid is that? I mean, they probably should have made, I don't know, seven, eight movies to help provide context for what the fuck we're watching. Yeah, let's get into this. I don't think we've got anyone to blame but ourselves. But Guy and I are furiously spending a lot of the movie at the moment trying to figure out the family trees. So we've got little Brian, Mm -hmm. which just call him Brian Jr., right? Well, no. Oh, no, because he's not. Okay, so I've got it in my head, and I know this is wrong, but I just I, the seed got planted early and has taken sprout, that the kid that Vin Diesel was looking after is Paul Walker's son, but that is not correct. That's no. just a connotation that I got early and has taken root. There's a few little breadcrumbs for us to follow here. Not only is it suggested that, I mean, it's 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 delightfully ambiguous. Yeah. And it's almost like, and I mean, in, in a way it is, because lest we forget that Universal Pictures are hiring us for this project. Yes. They've left the perfect amount of information to sort of tantalize and titillate those who have joined the franchise late in the piece to try and, you know, it's like a um, pick-a-path detective adventure working simultaneously with pick a big... path Big pop shield really yeah, earning its, its keep. That's right. A big budget action film for all the diehard furries, which I understand is what Fast and the Furious fans refer to themselves as. <laughs> so... Imagine going to a furries convention just with like a tight white singlet. <laughs> In a little crucifix on your neck. And you're like, can't wait to hang out with all my fellow Vin heads. Turning everyone on. <laughs> Being dressed up like a bloody furry exhaust pipe. I just think, so basically, yeah, all the constituent pieces of the puzzle put together, we are led to believe that, A, Paul Walker's character is called Brian in this franchise. I believe B, that's true. Brian is still alive in the world of Fast and the Furious. I also feel C, that's true. Vin Diesel's character, Dom Toretto, has a child... Not with Michelle Rodriguez, who he is either oh yeah right um, romantically involved with or potentially related to, could be both. No, they kiss. We know this now, but it's for such a long amount of the movie. It's a, like it's sister, brother, it's, wife, husband. It's quite a sisterly scenario. kiss. There's no like. Is this like Zakoli and um, Emily Radishkowski? You, you not convinced that they fucked? Is this this again? I don't know that they did. I felt an attraction between them. When they were hooking up in We Are Your Friends, I thought, here's two two lead lead actors with a chemistry that sells the yeah. desire for them to make physical contact with two each other. Two hot young 
when I watch actors. Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel kiss in F9, yeah. I feel like I'm uh, watching an ed- a, a cut mm-hmm. part of the behind-the-scenes documentary, which got buried by Universal to disguise the animosity felt between some of the lead <laughs> actors during production of this movie. The sexual chemistry is below zero. <laughs> a vacuum of sexual chemistry. A void. But Michelle Rodriguez mm. or Letty? Lottie? Lottie and Vin Diesel, Dom, erasing Dom's son, Brian, sure. as their own in a farmyard. Um, yeah, they've gone off the grid. That's That's kind of the picture that gets painted for us right at the start of the film. They're off the grid because they've constantly been endangering their lives for so long now, and they're so known to the global criminal underbelly, I guess, that they're like they've got targets on their backs, and now they've got this kid, so they've they've got to do their best job at protecting him. So they're in the middle of nowhere. I'm guessing Montana. Montana feels like a great place to hide. Could be um, a lot yeah, of land, yeah. not a lot of people. It's hard to say. It actually, there's shades of New Zealand. I I always enjoy. That is to say, twice now, the establishing shot. So we start in flashback, thirty-five mil, beautiful, gorgeous old round, whirly burly, round and round race. What do you call that? What are the car races where they just go in a circle? Is it stock cars or is stock cars the kind of car? I don't know. Because NASCAR is like the event, I think, but that's like a brand name. How many different track racing? How many different ways can you race a car? Because well, if it was you me, I'd straight line, which is I think quite good, big in the Fast and Furious world of like you know drag racing. Yeah, so that's, that's on the street. When they're talking about their ten second cars in this movie, that's what they're talking about, but, covering a mile, right? Uh, maybe it is seconds. a mile. A mile in ten seconds? Yeah, I think that's that's so fast. And that's zero to that's starting from zero. Yeah, so that's the big deal there. And the, and then you got track racing, whatever that's called and that's what we see a lot of we don't see a lot of is rally cars don't even exist in this rally cars are for pussies according to the fact i think i think rally cars are the coolest yeah oh definitely i agree i agree let's get colin mccray on the pod but we we who's that he's a rally driver yeah yeah, i know my rally drivers so I only know that because it's a PlayStation game. Ah, no, uh, no. yes. So we start in flashback and then all of a sudden we're at this barn and there's a beautiful sort of establishing shot where we see a barn, we see a tree, we see a lot of greenery, we see a sort of dirt road leading to the house. Yeah. And I get shades of New Zealand. I feel like I'm, um, I don't know, I'm driving through the countryside and I'm, I'm off to... Where, where, where are we going? I might what be in Martinborough. What part of the Mutu are Martinborough. we? Martinborough. Ooh. And I feel like... We're in the Wairarapa. I know, I feel like I know someone or someone knows someone. Yeah. Who's got a house down a long drive? Yeah, and that's where we're going. That's the feeling I get. Vineyard country, everybody. Yeah, where some of our most beautiful drops are growing and yes. fermented and bottled and sold <laughs> and drunk and consumed <laughs> and then pissed into a toilet. And then that piss travels through a sewerage system mm-hmm. to be funneled into more grapes. The ocean. Who's to say? Could be either. Uh, but I I really like that. You know, I like that world. And then anyway, basically immediately they're tantalized. Also, there's a great, there's, there is some really great, and by great, I mean absolute first-pass dialogue peppered throughout this film. The dialogue really lets the movie down, it's got to be said. What, this is the opening dialogue between Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel. This do you have enough the, slack, by the way? It's stressing me out. Got, is it, do you feel constricted? No, nah, I feel like I've got freedom of movement. Okay, that's good. Michelle Rodriguez says, water heaters out again. And Vin Diesel May says... <clears throat> This is the price we pay for peace. And quiet. And quiet. Damn it. It's pretty good. On two, well, we have watched it previously, which we mentioned in episode one, but that was a long time ago when it was on at the movies. It's 
so like, oh man, I I really I don't know if it's an issue I have with Vin Diesel or the character of Dom Toretto, but I was having a hard time with him today. Fair. He's just Fair enough. his insistence on not conveying any emotional response. Like, how do they build an entire? blockbuster franchise around the least emotive and physically engaging performer. It's sort of what James Bond is, but then I feel like they learned that with the... Um, James Bond made jokes. That's true. That's very true. Dom does not make a single joke Fuck, in this movie. you're so right. He is utterly humorless. And he, he's, he's perpetually unsurprised. Shit. That is, that is really big. That's insightful. I hadn't thought of that. Not a single piece of humour th- generated by that character. That, in addition to the runtime. He's run like time, a golem in what, so many ways. What ma- he looks, yeah. He looks like a rock person. Like yeah. he's built from rock. And he, he walks around, he's got his he's got his little fucking platforms in. His, <laughs> he keeps wearing these big, chunky heels. He's got his platforms in. He's got yeah. his, his, uh, f- his fists are clenched up real tight. He's one of those dudes who, between takes, has got one of those yeah. exercise things. And all of, he carries all of his surprise yeah. and emotional response in his fingers. And he, he if he opens up his hands, then the emotions come out of, it, of his face and his mouth, and he accidentally shows vulnerability and then he gets uh, thrown out of the Fast and Furious crew for being a, a massive pussy and so he carries all of his emotions in his little fists and he can't be surprised can't be surprised when Han comes back can't be surprised when he sees his long lost brother who he drove out of town during a drag race after he got released from prison for I'm assuming manslaughter yeah he can't like he's he's just he's there's nothing to him and he's the guy who all of this anchors around it's a lot of time to spend with someone I don't like yeah I, I tell you what though who do you like? Young Vin. Yeah, Vinny. Before he's had it all beaten out of him. Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it a little bit. It is and crazy. And he, smi- he smiles at a joke. It and it's is, like, oh, he's got a sense of humor. It is crazy that they found a young guy who looks passably enough like Vin Diesel, but sounds quite like the voice is really good, which is so distinctive on that actor. And his name's Vinny. Yeah. It's crazy. What are the odds? Vin and Vinny. Pretty slim. Um, But yeah, Guy mentioned in passing and... uh. Um, I don't know if we, I don't think we brought this up last year, but like I talked last episode about how much I love the flashback sequences and there's a lot of reasons why, but one of them, which I only kind of, I think cracked onto today is that it's, all of those are shot in, on film and all the rest of the movie is digital. It's mm. that like hyper sharp, clean, yeah. um, emotionless, uh, sort of image very sort of drenched could you say drenched drenched in what way just the colors are all yeah it's kind of very saturated yeah yeah whereas uh (laughs) really drenched is good that's great i love where your brain went with that trying to find saturated that's great drenched really sopping (laughs) it's it's like yeah it's sodden it's sodden with color um but all the stuff on film is so kind of beautiful and and grainy and uh, just like you know like it does pictures it, it, it comes to life yeah now, I mean this is what this is again this is something that we covered in the first episode is it, it would be a fascinating world to explore if the movie franchise mm. uh, was brave enough to sort of venture away from sending cars into space and having magnets come out the bottom of airplanes and you know it was all set in reality again I also just want to say because. 
I sort of was trying to build, not a case, I don't need to persuade anyone to like or not like Don, but just some of the other things that were annoying me. And it's the stoicism, not there's anything wrong with the tenets of stoicism, but he sort of, you know. For all our stoic listeners. That's right. Stay with us, guys. Don't leave. Don't leave. I mean, surely, you know, it's in your best interest. (laughs) What, you can't stick out one podcast, you unstoic. Isn't your whole thing (laughs) sticking it out? But he, you know, so after he gets he gets drawn back into the world, the Fast and the Furious world of problem solving these large scale issues that you know, Planet Girth, Planet Girth, yeah, that's what I'm calling the Fast and Furious Project Ares. Yeah, Ares is the god of war, right? If Jacobs gets his hands on this, he'll be the god of damn damn everything. everything. Thank you, Ludacris or Tej. Tej. Uh, but after he gets drawn, he goes to the he goes to Monte Quinto, the Count of Monte Quinto. Yeah, and he's you know they're handed by the military. He hooks a car onto a, a steel rope and swings it across a canyon. Well, yeah, okay, keep going. Lands it. He's sort of like he's pulled everyone into his orbit. Everyone's doing this around him. They can't do it without him. And then after being in Monte Quinto, they somehow wind up on the Caspian Sea, and they're walking through this sort of subterranean series of tunnels that seem like ex-sewerage or drainage systems to the secret hideout that yep. Mr. Nobody used to run. Yes. So he's dragged everyone, or, you know, everyone's dragged him to Monte Quinto, and now he's dragged everyone to these sewers, and they've walked into this old secret hideout. Yep. And they all get there, and yep. everyone's there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> you don't need to be here. You don't need to be here. This <laughs> is all on me. It's yeah. like, if they don't need to be here, fucking tell. You should you tell them in the plane. You're always, you were always going to lean on Tell them on the tarmac, it's then. Just, it, it, it's... He's just an ir- he's an irritating guy. Yeah, there's um, it's the humorless thing, man, because it's such a humanizing characteristic, both for villains and heroes to just see a little bit of. This is probably why I love Otto so much because he's, he's always a, joking. He's yeah. fun. He's funny. He's who's, having a good time. He's cracking okay, jokes. It's because who's funny in this? Oh, not necessarily funny, but who makes jokes? Otto. Otto? Roman. Roman and Tej. Tej. Ramsey. Ramsey is the hacker. She's the, the young hacker woman who's part of the crew. She jokes around. Cypher. Well, although Ramsey. Oh, yeah, she jokes around a little. Yeah, I'll give you that. Cypher's got. Yeah, Cypher's kind of funny in a very, very dark, sardonic. Cypher's, kind of fu- way. Cypher's funny in a way where she's making jokes, but it, everyone she makes them to, they're also about. Yes. And they, she's bullying people. They take and them. They t- <laughs> Deeply personally. <laughs> she goes, so she's imprisoned. She lives in a, a, she lives a in glass a box. box. She's in a perspex prison that um, Otto has put her in. So Otto is the financier and is working with John Cena, whose name I don't know. Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. And so, um, yeah, they've imprisoned Cypher. And, and, and so Cypher's just in there and she's like the world's greatest hacker. And her whole thing is she can like not just hack technology, but she can hack your brain and your psyche. So she gets these tiny tidbits of people's personalities and then just comes out with these zingers. And all the men who walk up to the box and have these tiny conversations with them walk away absolutely devastated by the roasts yeah. that she delivers. And she also, it's so I'm so glad that they respond because she'd be, I mean, she's already vulnerable. She's living in a box. Living in a box, mind you, we spend enough time to see that th- there's nowhere for her to do her ablutions. <laughs> Well, your guy and I spend a lot of time thinking about how she pees and poos. Yeah. Because she's just in a little box. You suggested some sort of 
I'm assuming security. I'm assuming there's a guard that maybe like handcuffs himself to her. But she's so high risk. I know. That would you allow even that they give Surely. her a, spe- a specific pre-internet um, pre-internet computer that she can do her hacking on so she can't get online to do too much hacking and let herself out. Yeah. But so she's very vulnerable and before she makes all of these cutting remarks that are sort of comedy remarks but also to put down the people around her. She often will have to get their attention because they're walking away. And so she'll be in the box and she'll go like, ha, 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 like laugh to herself. And if what, what was that? Yeah. If anyone, what cho- was that, Charlize? Chose to ignore her. Yeah. You know, then you're just laughing in a box, but they always turn. Got, and folks, this is the thing about bullies. You, you just can't give them any power. You've got to ignore them. She's a bully. She's bullying you've, everyone. You've put her in a box. You only need to listen to what you need from her. Yeah. You don't exactly. need to take this. Or when uh, Jacob, John Cena's character, has finished talking to her and she's giving him shit because he's Vin Diesel's brother. She's like, I can't remember the name. Someone can't. He's like walking away. And oh, like, yeah. Someone can't. And he turns around and he's like, what? He's like, yeah, Genghis Khan's little brother. No one's ever heard of him either. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. And he looks fucking shook. Yeah, he's devastated. He's devastated he's by that. He's a vulnerable guy in this movie. Yeah. Let me say this about John Cena. Watching him in this movie reminds me every second he's on screen of precisely how difficult acting is. <laughs> because you can see the gears in motion. And I know that he like is not a lifelong and born and classically what trained actor. He's, he's, be, he's a wrestler for a long time. It's a, yeah. it's a type of acting. It's a, it's performance art, mm-hmm. but it's different from acting, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, you know, film acting is, is such a um, yeah. subtle art. Even and in it a is, franchise this I, big. I'm not even being facetious. I, I, I mean, like, acting to me just looks so impossibly difficult. And with a lot of people you forget because they do it so effortlessly. And a lot of the crew, I think, are pretty good actors. And I, I think Otto is, is a pretty fantastic Otto is a good nice. actor. Um, I think every time John Cena's on, I'm like, man, <laughs> you're working really hard, bro. <laughs> and I can see it. And I respect that, but I just... But do you think, what about, like, Helen Mirren has a turn as, um, what's her name? I don't know. Do we get her name? Yeah, it's, it's something cool. It's like mummy or auntie or... Kitty or Mimi or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it next time, fella. Don't worry. We've got a few to go. She's acting hard. She is. And it is interesting because Dame Helen Mirren, who got a damehood for acting, (laughs) you know, she's bloody good. But she's not bloody good in this. Queenie. Queenie, that's it. Yeah. Great name. Feels good. Um, She's not great in this. Like her, her, the first, it is her first line on yeah. screen, eh, which I'm sure we mentioned already. Dominic Toretto. And it's like, she is British. So for her to have give, gotten the dialect direction on that and just I be like, think, you know what, fucking whatevs, guys. I yeah. know you want a cartoon version of this. She, I'll do it. she treats it with the exact amount of reverence and respect. There's an, oh, the her delivery of Edinburgh is insane. Edinburgh. It sounds like when. Edinburgh. Trying to say London, England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And You're Sha- from the UK, like Charlize Theron again does her best, but the dialogue that she's given is so yeah, it's so it's tricky. Wrote so this, but this is what I mean. This conversation originated because I want to talk about the characters who have a sense of humour. Because I would I would argue a lot of the comedic relief in this film mm-hmm. and potentially in the franchise tracking backwards falls on the shoulders of Roman. Roman and yeah. Tej. Yeah. And they're back and forth. They're always bickering. And yeah, they're yeah, always yeah, yeah, making yeah. jokes. They're like the old married couple of the film. 
and they are given some of the worst lines of dialogue. They're all, you know. I feel in this movie, in this fine piece of cinema, Fast and the Furious 9. In fact, it's just Fast and Furious 9, eh? Is that what the title of this one is? F9? Fast, is it called Fast F9? Nine? Fast, I don't know. We should know that. We should know that by now. I think it's Fast and Furious 9. Mm-hmm. There's no thus in, mm-hmm. it, in this one, I think, but it will check. Um, I think Ludacris is phoning it in. Do you? Yeah, man. The, or he's playing it really subtly, but I, I, I feel like he's like, he just doesn't really, he doesn't put a lot into one thing it. I will, one thing I will say for him. Bow Wow sucks, I'm telling you that. You're always, you're always shitting on Bow Wow's performance. And he's not given much. And I think he's fine. What have you, what have you got against it? He juts out. He's like noticeable. What? In the scenes, because he's got, he's part of a three-man crew. And in the three-man crew, we've got Mechanic Boy, who's funny. He's, Ro- he's yeah. from like Texas. Rocket Scientist. Um, and Rocket Scientist, who is this Asian-American guy who acts so cartoonishly big yeah and it fucking works he he's he, got like a jim carrey style rubbery command in he, his face he's a bit of and a it, scene stealer it's fucking awesome to watch we're, we're gonna need to go higher way higher it's yeah. really nice it's, it's a lovely great. read he's just like he's got this there's something i don't know it's just the ability of him to like misshape his or, or, or i don't know like widen his mouth is and then superhuman and to then bow wow. to bow wow he's just he doesn't got it man he can't keep up with these guys Mm. And the guy with the Southern American accent, he's not incredible, but he keeps the ball in the air, and I, f- I feel like Bow Wow doesn't. Yeah. So there, I've but, said but, it. Yeah, no, you, I mean, you're, you're welcome to your opinion, and you're welcome to say your piece. I just want you to approach him with an open mind going forward. I will. I don't want you to, you know, I don't want you to um, go on some, you know, death spiral. With I'm not going to dig myself into a hole that I can't get out of writing Bow Wow's performance. I do, but I, I... I live in hope of next week. I think... Um, the line, the lines that Ludacris and Tyrese get is as Tej and Roman are just because um, they're so pointedly comedic relief. There's a big riff where uh, Roman talks about how he's invincible mm. and they're set in a movie, and Ludacris' character leads him on a little bit, so he's like, "Oh yeah, maybe." And then the the punchline is, "Or you could be a dumbass." Yeah, and then there's like. It's it's, it's about, almost like a Seinfeld slap bass riff that plays it's to a, be like it's a it's a one and a half minute insert for nothing I suppose purely to draw attention to the fact that the people who make the movies are aware the movies are ridiculous and then the pullback and reveal is like bump and out and I just think you you're already holding me hostage for two hours and nineteen minutes it's a brave thing to put in the film for so many reasons a it feels like a waste of time b you're kind of openly poking holes in your own plot yeah and uh see well it's an attempt at humor but i don't i don't think it works very well but there you have it ramsey's a good actor whoever that woman is she's brilliant yeah rules i'm sort of interested to see well obviously how we got into this situation in the first place but just well the year is 2014 it's february (laughs) no 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 not you and i oh how the fast crew you know how the fast family yeah, have gone from just going up and down a road in Los An- in East Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To being responsible for the livelihood of the entire planet and having to drive cars into space. Can you tell me what you think, Dom Toretto and Jacob Toretto's rollers in the world of Fast and Furious? At this point, 
So yeah. like how they fit into the global order. Yeah. Dom and Jacob. Yeah. Dom is a former sort of uh, gun for hire. I think he must have graduated from being one of the best street racers to perhaps the CIA or some adjacent shadow operation run by Kurt Russell's Mr. Nobody uh, recruited him for a mission that I assume specifically involved driving. And so it, right, made, it right. made sense that that was the role in which he was uh, cast. So it's like this guy, you know, we're aware of all the straight-laced guys who are the best drivers in the world because they're in the competitions, but this guy's actually the best and driver he's, on earth. he's what we need. And so he succeeded in that. And then um, I suppose started being sort of, you know, drip-fed more and more responsibility and would need to fill out, you know, roles inside of his missions with people he could trust and rely on. And so he started filling it out with people who he knew from the street racing scene in Los Angeles. Right. And eventually, I guess it all sort of got out of hand and um, they started bending the the laws of physics. And um, I'll tell you what I think Jacob or John Cena's character, I get the feeling he's just been introduced and um, the script writers know as much as we do, basically. <laughs> Dom Toretto's all about family. Mm -hmm. What if he had a family member working for the other side? Yeah. That is, that's your elevator pitch. It's or a good I Your elevator pitch is probably a screenshot of the budget and box office line from Fast 8. Yeah, and then like the last, um, you know, three movies that John Cena's been in is a, is a percentage of profit of their box I'm, office. I'm quite excited to work our way backwards to but The I, Rock and also to watch in real time the dissolution of The Rock and Vin Diesel's professional relationship yeah. as told on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we, you and I won't be able to help ourselves but do a little Googling on uh, the history of that as well. I, I still remain remarkably ill-informed about all of the... Um, Goings on. The prequels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. And the behind the scenes. I mean... Um, but can can before we go on, can you tell me a bit about how you think Jacob fits in into the global order? Picture. Uh, so he got driven out of town as a young man, probably late teens, early 20s, because he lost a drag race to his brother who just got out of prison after committing uh, manslaughter, I'm assuming is what they called it. Uh, they are brothers... They're all about family. They promise to talk to each other and support each other, but they don't talk at all while he's in prison. Mm -hmm. And then he comes out the next time he sees him. It's not like, hey, how is prison? I missed you. I found out some information about you in prison we should talk about. He's like... Yeah, because on the inside, um, uh, what's his name? Dom finds... He sort of um, befriends these guys who are working on cars who are... Uh, as part of their yard labor, I guess. And they... Talk about a... They talk about something called a... A lean condition? A lean condition. Lean condition? Talk about an engine getting a lean condition from like a hairline fracture in some sort of... In the gas pipe. Yeah. And the tube, the little tube. And then, you know, and Vin it turns Diesel, car into Vin a firebomb. Yeah, Dom is left to believe that his brother Jacob... Cracked uh, cracked the fuel line. To, to deliberately kill their dad? And he well, I think... So any questions? Here's what I think happened. I think that Jacob got... So, so what we also know is that the dad... Dorito uh, Senior yeah. is in a lot of debt. He's in a huge amount of debt, yeah. right? And that's that phone call that we get in the flashback of Dom looking at his dad and his dad shutting the door while he's on the phone. And there's like, and I think um, uh, fucking Jacob even says that. They're like, they're in a lot of debt. And so I think Jacob has been paid by someone to crack the fuel line to slow his dad's car down to throw the race. Yes. But what he inadvertently did is turn the car into a bomb 
And so when the other car smashed it into the fence, it just exploded instead of slowing down. There's a lot of things that traditionally family members or friends or people who know each other might like to talk through to get to the bottom of, and maybe they could resolve any feelings of conflict. But in this world, it's important that everything is settled via car race. It's fucking crazy that like you could really map the conversation that could happen. Because Jacob hasn't come from a terrible place. He is trying to do right by the family. And he's he's unreasonably, The Doritos. Yeah, Dorito Senior has told Jacob, um, look, you know, your brother's a bit of a goody two-shoes. He's a he's a he's a little pussy. Ass he won't he won't go for this, this information. So he won't go for this kind of plan. You, yeah, that's right. Because the dad was involved, right? Yeah. The dad kind of put him he's up. He's like, to it. you need to do this. Don't tell Dom because yeah. he can't hack it. Yeah, he does. So we kind of we actually see it happen, um, but we don't realize till it's sort of referred to later. But like, so Jacob is around working on the car while it's in the pit. And Dom is talking you, to his you, dad. And for a movie that's about cars, you observe very, very poor pit. Uh, the pit crew is shocking. Yeah. Shocking. A lot, every, of around, every, a lot of shooting the breeze. Every fucking microsecond counts in the pit. You're in the middle of a race, for goodness sake. And Dorito Senior is imparting life lessons. It's insane. Um, so it, that, so what we kind of figure out afterwards is that Jacob must have gotten a wrench and just bashed a little hole in the in the fuel line. That's right. But they don't talk about that. Instead, Dom... No, which they should. Because what this all boils down to is like, I, I'm i Jacob. I've, let's do the convo. Hey, man, Dad told me to do this because we were so hard up for cash. I didn't mean to kill him. I feel terrible. I'm so sorry I killed our dad. I can't imagine what it's been uh, like for you to carry that around. Um, I've just spent a lot of time in prison. And I could really use a family member right now. Uh, while obviously it's tragic what happened, it's not your responsibility to carry that alone. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to spending some time with you and hopefully we can recover from this together. I'm unbelievably happy to hear you say that because if there's one thing I need right now, it's family because our mother, who we never refer to, isn't in the picture and obviously our right. dad is now gone, so I think you and I really need to stick together. Now, that's what could have happened. <laughs> and I'm talking to the men listening mainly. What happens yeah. instead is two fucking emotionally defunct physical super beings ascend to the highest ranks of the CIA underground and the criminal underground and then meet each other on the top of Mount Olympus and kill so many innocent people instead of having a conversation. The yeah. fucking scenes that unfold in Georgia when they are pursuing each other, the amount of civilian damage that is left in their wake, the cars that are destroyed, the buildings that are wrecked, the innocent bystanders that are torn asunder. It is absolutely demonic, the loss of life that happened instead of the conversation which Guy and I just modeled to Men to. would literally rather murder 30,000 civilians in Tivoli, Georgia than see a therapist. It's and, not that hard, guys. And that's kind of fucked up. That's kind of fucked up, everyone. Come on, therapists exist. But, so to circle back to your original... That should be the hashtag of Fast and Furious 10. I hope they all get the help they need. That's what, that's when they run out of ideas. Just put them all in it. You know, make, make what about it, this? What about this? Make what it about, the Sopranos. What about this? Therapy in a car. <laughs> then does it fit? 
There's comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I don't know if it is. But so basically to circle back, uh, Dom comes out of prison. He challenges Jacob with all this information swirling around his head without having a conversation. Challenges him to a race. He gets. Uh, he drives away from Los Angeles. He drives away from everyone he knows. And then to Buddy. And then I guess... Oh, Just yeah, Buddy of, is their surrogate father figure. Out of spite and frustration, I suppose, he simultaneously and secretly rises through the ranks of his own. Like, you know, there's a lot of criminal underworlds. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of space in the underworld for everyone, and you don't need to know of each other. It's quite nice in a way. But he, everyone can find their place. You know, it's just not cameras pointing at him for nine movies, but he's basically following a similar trajectory to Dom to the point that they're both rising through their respective ranks yep. simultaneously and with such phenomenal yes. speed that they're, they're going to come across each other. I think, I mean, I've I've put as much detail into that as the, movie the script writers have. Absolutely. And it's unreasonable uh, of you or anyone to expect me to do more. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during uh there was a pandemic i don't know if you remember and the benefits were immediate and long lasting they help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations honestly it's changed my life for the better i guess that's why they call it better help get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10 percent off your first month that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Um, so we're trying to figure out a couple of questions while we watch Fast and, the Fast and Furious 9, question mark. One of them is, is the seat that is left unoccupied in the final frames of the movie when they're all getting together for a barbecue to release the tension and pressure of the past two hours and ten minutes is that seat for Paul Walker's character who we think is called Brian or I think is it for John Cena's character who's back in the family and not yet at the meal and I think there's a way that we can figure out the correct answer because we see the car but not the driver car don't make the driver 
So <laughs> that is dead on the delivery. That's really good. Vinny says that in one of the flashback parts. Um, so if we pay close attention and I kind of forgot to do it, it looks it's a a, blue. It's blue. It's like electric an electric blue, blue like charger or something. So if we can figure out if that is Jacob's car, then I guess we can um, knock that off. Mystery solved. <laughs> Funny there was a way. Is the franchise it, that, now? It feels fucking irresponsible, but I get the feeling just with the way that they've put it all together. I feel like they're keeping the character of Paul Walker alive in the franchise, which is insane because you would only do that if you had payoff of him coming back in. Mm. So, like, are they going to fucking CGI a person who's I, passed you know away what? back into the movies? I was so tired when we recorded the last episode. I can't tell if I'm patching together a half memory or not, but I do feel like there was speculation from us on behalf of Universal Pictures yeah. that the franchise must remain alive long enough. Yes. For the CGI technology to allow for the reintroduction and integration of yeah. Paul Walker's Brian into yeah. the Fast and the Furious franchise. In saying that, yes, the seats for John Cena. Okay. Da, 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 da. But what do I know? Well, you know the movie somewhat well because we've watched it twice now. Um, yeah. What were the other questions that we had? There's a there's just a lot of questions around here's um, a, here's a little family trees relationships here's, who's fucking who's sucking who's 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 sharing DNA with who here's a and by bit. sharing DNA I don't mean inserting DNA I mean siblings yeah 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 genes shared genes um, here's a question that I, well rather a um, problem I have with the movie so they are <laughs> okay so first of all probably my fate okay shining light time okay um, pretty close to the start of the movie we're in monte quinto right so yeah. we've reassembled the crew um the boys are back in town we're in a made-up country and we have to go recover something and what we're recovering the path we've been set on is from my favorite bit of the movie which is the metal gear solid style introduction of kurt russell coming through in a staticky yeah um monochrome video image saying matey matey we're going down and he's sending out this sos message Snake! <laughs> Snake, I need you! And so they have to go chase down um, whatever the fuck it is that he was like looking after. Mm -hmm. So they're chasing this basically location beacon to the point in Monte Quinto. And they find a plane crash, which they have deduced that there is a 10-minute window between the guards. There's a changing of the guards, like patrolling the area. Have you ever fucking full-on plane crash in your country you usually keep a guy there at least you need to leave 10 minutes open in case a movie needs to find a an event or place a to magical move it, to object. advance it's it's plot it's fucking nuts so they find the 10 minute window they get to the plane crash and then they go in and they discover effectively a safe that is um, very hard to crack but luckily they've got the best hacker in the world ramsey on the case using a Sony, I think, cell phone, um, cracks it instantly and gets it out. And I got to say, everything would lead me to believe that this thing, which they don't know what it is at all, would be uranium. It's in a very heavy metal container. It has Do the look know, I, and I, glow of radioactive material. I, Nothing about it says I'm half of a supercomputer. A lot of it says to me, the reason why this was like, detectable and traceable on you know uh tracking equipment and why people were giving their lives to protect this or steal it is because i am the nuclear material to make up a dirty bomb i am 
uranium. And so for them to just like grab it out of the box, manhandle it, throw it around, pass it between each other. Call it the device. They're all going to get dead quick. Oh, yeah. We're talking Chernobyl levels of radiation just on their fingers instantly. Dead, dead, dead. It's it's this... Yeah, it's such a challenge with a movie like this, the balance between um, making some parts of it feel real or realistic and sort of explaining away, you know, just by brushing over certain details to be like, and this is important for this reason. Yeah. Don't think about it too long because we have to keep going. It's such a delicate dance that it doesn't always execute. But I wish they would make the computer look something like a you know, digital device, but instead it looks like a gemstone. It's like half it, a big gemstone. It looks stone. to me like a um, sort of green paper mache ball with a lacquered sort of finish. And they put some, some lights inside. Black it. webbing put over it that's hacked in two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bizarre contraption. Uh, my shining light, Tim. Yeah? Far from speculating that they're dealing with nuclear waste... Well, that my shining light was the Kurt Russell entry, just oh, so yeah, we're clear. Yeah. It was Mister Nobody's message. Is uh, we're in Edinburgh, Edinburgh, and uh, Vin Diesel and John Cena jumping from car to car constantly, just from car roof to car roof. They're sort of chasing each other around, um, and you know, it, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable to watch. It's it's really enjoyable, sort of high stakes action. Yeah. And then eventually they stop jumping from the roofs of cars to the roofs of cars and they both fall off the roof of a car and they're on the ground. Yes. And John Cena has to uh, carjack someone. So he runs up to a red car and he pulls a guy. It's like old school sort of Grand Theft. It's like San Andreas maybe. And he pulls him out. And he goes, hey, that's my car. And it's, you know, they... They read the line. You can tell the guy on set was having a big day. He was like, you know, he told his family at breakfast. He's like, I'm, I'm a featured extra on this new movie today. I really want to get it. And he, you know, there's a lot of nerves. He got a line. He's going to get carjacked, but he's sharing a scene with John Cena. His face might be in focus. And um, the mix, you know, because he leaves as he's being yelled, the mix comes down. Mm-hmm. But uh, the performance, the comedy, the nostalgia, <laughs> and just the idea of that guy's day at at work. Um, for me, really, you know, it, it brought a lot of components together and I really enjoyed it. That's my shining man. light. You, you felt joy on his behalf, it feels like. Like and you're excited my, for him to be in that role. Yeah, and on my own. He might be a really good um, professional actor. Yeah. Very, like, in work. We don't know. I feel like you've painted a picture of a man who's just sort of like, you know, this is his big break on stage. Yeah, I, I've, I've gone to the trouble of even imagining. I can see the house and I can see the breakfast. It's beans on toast. Is it? Yeah. He's got three kids all under 10. Wow. Yeah. So that's a, that's, that's he's a got lot. An, he's got an office job. Does he? He does. What does he do? He's taking a day off the office job. Uh, he helps design um, a gar- garages. Yeah. For like... Uh, I get like functional garages for middle class people. Yeah. Some attached, some detached. So like a kind of architecturally designed, like a, a bespoke kind of a garage yeah, scenario. He's only he's been there for a year. He's not great at it. He's not oh, bad at it. Okay. He's like living He's a journeyman garage yeah. man. Yeah. And he had a day on set with John Cena. How's his marriage? Whole, oh, is he married? He is married. How's his marriage? Uh look, they don't have everything but they're happy. Yeah. Um, she's a kindergarten teacher. They make it work, which is what I respect. Yeah. 
And like, you know, everyone went to the cinema. They got a babysitter because the kids are too young. Yeah. Maybe when you're older, we can watch it at home on the telly. And um, if, so do you know what? Everyone, much, was, everyone was back slapping him. And how saying, much acting does this guy do? Uh, he was a star in high school. Yeah. And he was really good at football too. And he sort of had to choose. and Football, soccer or football? Football, rugby? soccer. Right. And... um. You know, he sort of pursued it. It was his it was his major at university initially and then it became his minor and he sort of pursued graphic design instead and it was he's always been interested. He's done a few amateur he actually got cast through an amateur theatre production of West Side Story. Did he? Yeah. And they were like, This guy would be great at being carjacked. And he wasn't even a main role in that either. He was like a chorus line member. And an Am Dream production. Yeah. And you know, while his wife is really supportive of him pursuing his dreams. It it takes a lot of time out of the day. And you're not even the lead. You know, he's going to all these rehearsals and the kids But it's so and, important. But it's so were, important. Especially if his qualification was in graphic design and now he's making garages. It's, it's sort of ballpark, but wow. it's... Yeah, it's, a, it's just, there's not enough hours in the day. We'd all yeah. love to do whatever we want. That's right. But he's got his passion, I feel like, by doing this, these amateur productions. This role has actually... Um, Taking a huge strain on the relationship. Is because, it because he was kind of thinking about throwing it all away yes. and his wife was kind of like, that would actually probably be really good, yes. but this has just rekindled the flames in a big way. He's going to leave his job. He keeps he keeps threatening. But the thing is, is that I feel like with the payday that he got out of having a line in a Fast and Furious movie, no mean feat, he took the family on holiday to kind of buy a little bit of favorite time to know, keep himself in the game. You just can't. I mean, you know, you've. Got Where did they go on holiday, though? Do you think? Brighton. Nice. During yeah. the summer. You'd uh, want to hope so, wouldn't you? Shoulder season. Prices right. are more expensive in the summer. It's too busy. That's smart. That's fucking smart, actually. Plus, you don't get as sunburned if you're in, sh- you know, the, the shoulders. You don't season. get that sunburned in England. In Brighton, you might. Hit the wow, beach, you know, got, you could got hit, a full ozone layer. Had a good, clean, uh, clear run of sun. Anyway, that guy, his that performance, not his whole his story. His parents around, his folks about. Oh, his mum's alone, widowed. Oh, that's that's always sad. Widowed for twenty years. Twenty years. So th- his dad died somewhat young. What is sort of fifties oh, or something? Yeah, middle aged. Middle aged, and so his as does his. He was mum, a fit guy too. Healthy, th- heart attack. No one saw it coming. That sucks, man. What was it? Like a viral thing? The heart attack. Yeah, but what caused it? Oh, just um, undiagnosed heart murmur. No one knew. Jesus, you got to get checked up, eh? As soon as you hit sort of like forty-five, fifty, you really got to you got to go get your woof. Yeah, you go get your personal warranted fitness. Um, that's the real lesson, I think, with his performance. Is well, that you got to keep yourself tipped yeah, up. Yeah, end of out. the end of the whole movie, kind of. And so, does he have a lot of involvement with the three kids? Does he the, throw down? Granddad. The, oh, well, granddad's Papa. gone. Papa, you granddad? Mean, you mean Nan? His na- the Nan. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Nan. Yeah. Nan. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Yeah, she's, on, she's on the scene more than the mum would like, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but she doesn't have a lot of, you know. I know, but you now. know, they're not her kids. It's true. But they're it's her a complex. Gran- they're her yeah, but it's complex. Yeah, there's meant to be one sort of semi layer of distance. Oh, she's there a lot. Yeah. She basically lives there. Wow, no, but she's just down the road. Oh, that's tough. You want to have a little bit of friction. Not enough so space. Kind of, um, yeah. Well, look, life's tricky, isn't it? And we're all just trying to navigate it as best we can. It doesn't matter if you're Dominic Toretto and you've just found out that your brother has ascended to an equal but opposing position to you in life. 
Um, or if you are a semi-professional actor who gets a big break in a Hollywood blockbuster once in a while who is on somewhat tenuous ground with that profession with his wife, um, we're all doing the best we can. We are. And the important thing is to remember that the key is family. Yeah. Family's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it is. And also um, <laughs> rating and reviewing podcasts. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, we never ask for this, but you gotta, you, you, you have to <laughs> write and review us. Is that, what you're, is that where we're going with this? I guess you simply, is. Yeah, you simply must. Whatever app you're listening on, it's probably got a system. Um, give us a rate and review. And uh, if you'd like... Don't be too honest. Yeah, we'd pre- be kind. Unless you Don't love like, us. Be honest if you love us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be nice to us. We're not taking like. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. It's a, it's an easy rule. It's a yeah, simple rule. That's it's right. a rule I live by. And if you would like to see sort of more um, stuff from us, all these episodes live in video form, so you can uh, have a televisual experience. And, and Tim did do a little bit of uh, performance work, a little bit of acting. That's the thing he finds so challenging. Uh, earlier in this episode, did you I? know, yeah, you I did. Remember that you, you turned on a, a small bit of performance. You go to twiowat.substack.com to get that we'll see. for the princely sum of five US dollars a month. Exciting opportunity to see what underneath Tim's current house looks like. Yeah, it's quite good as far as under houses go. It's quite a, it's quite a busy shot. It's kind of interesting, but we're losing it soon. Um, what else should we tell hey, the world? Just follow us. Follow us and we'll tell you online. I just want to say, if you're in Australia, I have a special streaming right now mm. on Paramount+. Plus. Huge. You can get a free subscription right now if you sign up and check it out. You can watch some other fantastic specials and some other great things. But um, It's very easy to find because Guy in his infinite wisdom has done it again and called it Guy Montgomery by name, Guy Montgomery by nature. Why risk it? Uh, <laughs> A uh, pattern of show naming that continues to baffle and annoy producers that he is involved with, but he never relents. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you upon our third of nine watches. See you in a week of the fast of Fast and Furious Nine. Bye bye. Nine, eight, seven, six, five. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.